Yeah, what you are about to hear is a work of fan fiction. All characters and events and settings, even those based on the ones from World of Warcraft, are entirely fictional, and half of it was probably made up on the spot. Listening to this production indicates your consent to its terms of service, which we forgot to write down. On their way to the Gurubashi Arena, our heroes Butch, Ari, and Falkus stopped to help the Explorers League Dwarves and befriended Drag Roughhorn, a Taran warrior adventuring with his party in Stranglethorn. They managed to rescue one dwarf with Trag's aid and now turn northward toward the prizes and glories promised to them in the arena. Will they be powerful enough to win this fight? And what else might they see in Gurubashi territory? We'll find out now as we queue up for some more heroic dungeons and dragons. Last time, you guys left Booty Bay, started traveling, uh, making your way north through the southern, the Cape of Stranglethorn, southern Stranglethorn Vale, through the jungles. We were walking on the road. It was pretty easy travel. It took a few hours to get to your destination, but and you're not actually to your destination yet, but it took you a couple hours to get to here. Uh, on the way, you guys saw evidence that the jungle was being really weird uh some of the tree branches ended with leaves that were like red tinged and the animals were kind of really aggressive even the small ones who normally wouldn't mess with travelers of you know humanoid size and stature uh puffing out their chests and and really trying to make their presence known being very in- trying their best to be very intimidating despite their small stature um you also encountered um, the this this flying, buzzing, uh, insect-like creature uh, that was feeding on something in the jungle, but you were kind of able to avoid it uh, in time to encounter um, a dwarf and an orc who were pulling this very large cart, uh, a cart that looks to be uh, constructed so that it would be pulled by a, uh, like a big beast of burden, something much larger than a horse. Uh, but they didn't have one, and they were just hauling it by hand. And they, you had a conversation with them, and it turned out, oh, well, the orc is part of an adventuring party that was dealing uh, with some stuff in Northern Stranglethorn. They came down here basically to make the case that you got, we need to get out of Dodge. Like, things need to get out of here. Um, they encountered this uh, this dwarven uh, excavation site, this, this uh, Explorer's League dig site, and made a convincing case that listen the jungle's getting worse uh it's time to leave and um the 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 orc was helping to haul supplies south toward booty bay the rest of the crew was still up in the dig site just north of where you guys were during the, the course of that conversation uh when you arrived there you found a taran swinging a big totem pole uh, attacking a swarm of the same flying, buzzing, insect-like, bat-sized creature, which Falkus just obliterated by shooting an exploding arrow into the middle of their uh, swarm and just knocking them all out of the sky. Um, you had a conversation with the Taran, who revealed a lot of the same information. We just came from up north. Uh, we went to the Gurbashi Arena. Uh, things are really, really starting to get bad in troll territory. Everything is kind of hokey and crazy, and... Our party's mission at this time is to uh, go. Some of us went north toward the Gromgall base camp, which is a horde encampment, and some of us came south toward Booty Bay. And the idea is we're going to see as as many groups of people as we can to try to get them either off of the con- uh, not continent, off of Stranglethorn in general, or at least barricaded behind somewhere secure like Booty Bay, um, because things are getting that nuts um, in the northern jungle. You uh, found that th- two of the dwarves who were in this encampment with you uh, had been killed uh, very most likely by these blood-sucking insect creatures. 
uh, but one was still down in the cave system. So the three of you with the Tarn went down into the cave system and fought a stalactite that had come to life and finally uh, got to the end of the cave and found, oh yeah, there was this dwarf. He's missing a shoe because the thing grabbed it and all this. So you put all this back together for him. Um, and now uh, we come to you guys having just finished, uh, I think, a long, a short rest, right? You guys took a break, uh, recover, recovered some hit points. Um, at this point, you will, I think, are all at full hit points. Um, and anything that should come back on a short rest has come back. But if you, you, if you used any spells today or anything else of that nature, that stuff has not recovered. Um, at this point, the situation in the camp is that um, there are still some supplies that had not been taken on the cart yet. Uh, there's uh, a tent that's still up. There's um, like a cooking fire, which the fire pit itself is still there. And uh, there's some other tools and, and, and things of that nature. Um, and you have a uh, a dwarf and a tarin with you. What would you like to do at this point? Are you making your way straight to the arena now? Are you doing anything else while you have a moment? What, what else is all going on here? All right. I got <clears throat> so we, we took a rest. And I, I do have a, a couple of ideas. Okay. All righty. So while I was over there kind of meditating on the situation, um, figuring out, first of all, I can't figure out why we're going up there anyway, why we, everyone else going south, we're going north. But anyway, I, I, two, two, two things came to mind. First of all, if we're going to be fool enough to uh, if we're going to be fool enough to get into this arena, I might should make us some some battle burgers, some some branded battle burgers for us. Um, and I know Sounds that y'all aren't well, they're well, they're out. They are tasty, but um, they'll give you a little bit of oomph, too. In case you need a little bit of oomph, <laughs> you know, in that uh, in 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 that arena. Now, the other thing that I've been thinking of, and I didn't say this to anyone until now. Y'all remember that? Uh, I mean, of course you remember when we killed that Death Knight, and he got his bowling bubble thing and. Took, we took the blood and the blah, 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 blah. Anyway, he was screaming about a blood crystal. Do you recall that, you know, the torrent that, that went down down the way? Um, it's only been a couple hours since, since I've seen him, so I don't know why I forgot his name. Anyway, he <laughs> with the cart, he, uh, he mentioned that the leader of this arena thing had a staff with a red giant red crystal on the top. What do you I, reckon that is? I didn't make that connection, but holy crap, Butch, that that sounds like maybe that's the thing that he was looking for. I mean, everything here is is going a little on the crazy side with, with some kind of red rage. It could very well be. Now who's the smart one? Never said I was smart. You That's act pretty like dumb things. <laughs> <laughs> it's because I'm suave. <laughs> well, it so- sounds like everyone's getting back to the regular, uh, to the regular moods, and that's good. Now, um, maybe we should go out and check on. Trag and his uh, dwarf buddy see what's going on, what, what, what they got left in the camp, and um, or did they already go? I don't even know. So as you guys come walk, you guys are having this conversation sort of as your way up to the entrance of the cave area. Uh, as you leave, Trag and the dwarf are uh, in the jungle um, clearing, in, in the encampment area, uh, putting together the, the rest of the supplies. Butch, what do you need uh, to work uh, to make those burgers? Uh, do you need any uh, a hand? I might, I might could use a hand, yeah. But let's see. Um, 
let's see if they're leaving anything behind. First, first of all, you know, I I just need the regular stuff for burgers. You know, little little meat, little uh, little, little bread, little veg. Probably find the bread and maybe some fresh vegetables still in this camp here that they left behind. I can go give you a hand to go find something on the meaty side out in the jungle here. Alright, well you never know. They could have fresh steaks in the camp. <laughs> well, let's let's let, let's check it out. And I'm gonna get out of RP. I remember, Casey, you telling us that the dwarf high-tailed it out of here and said, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. I know it's been a week, but I think they're already gone. I I believe you. I don't remember that, and I haven't edited that portion of the recording yet, so let's say that that happened. (laughs) Um, If that's indeed what happened, uh, what you guys find as you get out of here is they have um, taken... You, you, you take a look around and you see that instead of packing up the entire campsite uh, in their hurry to beat Cheeks, they grabbed the bare necessities, the essentials, and left everything else. Um, you take a look around and you see that, okay, well, this makes sense. It only takes a few hours at a casual pace to get down south to Booty Bay, so they wouldn't have needed to bring boxes of food with them. Um you do find the majority of what you would need to put together a battle burger. Um, there's not any fresh meat here, uh, but as far as uh, vegetables, breads, things of that nature, and a usable, um, the, there's not a lit cooking fire, but there's a space that um, with like a, a like a grill top and everything else, like it's an, like an improvised campsite. Um, not an improvised campsite, but like the the fire itself has like a great you know, box around it and everything. Mm. Um, so yeah, there's a, there's a space to cook and there's most of the materials, but you don't have any meat. Well, if, if y'all think having a having a, you know, a little extra power, a little, little want to get a little bit more buff, so to speak, I might should go hunting then. Now, is this worth it to us to do, or do we want to head on to the arena without it? I mean, I don't know how how much uh, Falkus is going to need strength being at ranged, um, but I know for probably for you two, you and, and Ari, for sure. I would like to, um, if we're still on our short rest-ish time frame, that I do want to see about trying to hunt down at least a big meaty lizard or something like that. And with them being as feisty as they are, I doubt that they're going to run real far from me. They're going to stand and fight, which will make it easier to grab one. The two things you just said conflict. (laughs) I don't really need anything, but let's go hunting. Uh, No, I'm glad. Yes, let's go hunting. I don't need anything, but I'm pretty sure you guys do because you guys are going to be in melee more than I am. Let me go get you meat to help. Yeah. That's what I was getting at. I don't know what we're heading into. Um, I don't know if Ari is going to be able to stand off to the side and, and, and do her, you know, do her magic wraps. I don't think it's going to hurt. I mean, anything helps. And we don't, like, we never know when we're going to need to, like, dodge and duck and dip and dive out of something that might actually require more strength than we think. So I say if you two want to go hunting because that's not my forte. I will sit here and, <laughs> and sit here while you guys go muster up some grub. This shouldn't take long. This this jungle yeah, like is it. thick with animals. Well, thick with animals and thick with animals who are standing and fighting. So I don't I, I don't expect there to be much resistance on getting a big meaty lizard. Okay. If you guys are going to trek out into the jungle and try to hunt down something that's going to you know, suffice for this kind of a project. Uh, it's going to take a survival check. Um, if the two of you are going to go hunting together, we can do it one of two ways. Either one person rolls with advantage or each of you rolls your own normally. Alcus is not that good at survival. How is Butch? Plus two. You're better than I am. I can, I would assist you if you wanted to do an advantage roll with your plus two. I got plus zero. 
Uh, sure. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay, roll it. With advantage, nine. <laughs> so on a nine, you are able to find some small game. Uh, you don't find enough to put together battle burgers for everybody. Uh, however, if you want to use what you found to put together the chef treats, um, which are part of your chef feet, you do find enough to put that together. Yeah, like the the treats, the little snack things. And what that does, it... Oh, I've got two things. One says special food and one says treats. And I'll uh, link the, the treats here. It says a creature can use a bonus action to eat one of these treats to gain temporary hit points equal to your proficiency bonus. Okay, so basically this... Um, if people eat these treats, they can gain hit points. Right. So the specific language here says that you can cook a number of treats equal to your proficiency bonus, which is two, so you can make two of these. Uh-huh. And anyone who eats them gets two temporary hit points. How long does the buff last? The treats last for eight hours, but what about the buff itself? Uh, temporary hit points last until they're used or replaced or when you take a long rest. Got it. So, yeah, your your hunt was not sufficient to build cheeseburgers, but um, you can slap together a couple of quick chef's treats. And then um, at the groups, you know, d- depending on who the group decides to give them to, um, two of the three of you can put two temporary hit points on your character sheet. I like that. And that uh, feature will get better as you level up because as your proficiency bonus increases, the number of people who can eat them goes up and the number of temporary hit points they receive goes up. Okay. Well, I'm going to... Here, the the two y'all aren't quite as tough as me. So why don't you... uh, Why don't y'all take these little treats here and they'll help you. Sounds good. Perfect. Hopefully we get to Garabashi Arena within eight hours. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hang on to mine. I'm not going to eat it yet. Okay. Um, I think it's a... Is it a bonus action to eat one? Yep. Yes. A creature? Can you use a okay. Yeah. Just keeping that in mind. Okay, cool. Um, so that's finished. What are you guys doing next? I think track starting off. Heading heading north towards uh, the Garabashi Arena. Yep. Okay. You guys... It's easy to find your way back to the the center, the 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 main roadway that goes through the jungle, um, and you start marching north. And you're not on the road for very very long before you start to hear in the distance. You can hear it before you can see it. You can hear the sounds of voices shouting in excitement, cheering in the arena. Now, the road winds a bit, and you find yourself passing eventually through this large, uh, like 20-foot-tall, there's like this large stone wall with this archway built uh, into it over the road. Um, It looks very, very old. It looks like it was built a long, long time ago to block off uh, this pass where the hill's kind of pressing close to the road. Um, It's this huge... It's like a stone archway with a large wooden portcullis that is open, um, and you can pass through it very easily. You take this structure to indicate that like, you are entering Gurubashi territory at this time. Oh, this gives me the willies. Sure, don't, sure you don't want to turn around and go south? Nope. Sounds like we're getting close, though. Let's make sure we're, we're, we're keeping our wits about us. Nothing about this seems good to me. And I'll I'll take up the rear, but I'm gonna go ahead and and, and then I I get my uh my great axe out and I I ready the great axe just and I'm paying attention to what's going on around me. Okay. 
as you walk beyond the wall, you see that the road kind of continues through the jungle. It's again, it's not a straight road. It curves a bit, but it's only a few moments before you catch your first glimpse of the arena structure itself. Mm. It's a massive stone structure. It's standing in the middle of the jungle like a big old, like out of place football stadium. Like <laughs> it, it, you know, it just it's just trees everywhere, and then suddenly massive structure. Uh, as you approach, you can see Gurubashi trolls. They're moving into and out of and around the the arena. Most of them look like spectators. They, you know, eager to get inside to see the spectacle. Uh, but some are set up outside the arena as if on watch. Um, a few of them, as you kind of are walking down the road, a few of them noticed you and smile this big, toothy, bloodthirsty smile. Um, a couple of the ones who have taken notice of you wave you in closer with this gleeful expression on their faces. They're beckoning you toward the arena. And they at least seem happy to see us. Mm, More fodder for sure. Um, Hopefully we'll we'll give them what they're looking for, but uh, not what they hope in the end. As you continue on your approach, one troll gets up and heads toward you. He's a lot bigger than the trolls that you're used to seeing from the horde. Like the dark spear trolls are kind of tall, but they're like lanky. Um, This guy and the others that you've seen so far are taller, at least by a head, if not more. And they're a lot more muscular. They're very bulky. Um, He doesn't get in your way as you walk and he's not accosting you at all. And he's not stopping you at all, rather. Um, But he does get close enough to speak to you. And he says... If you be going to the arena, you'll be needing a lucky charm, yeah? Come and get one of my trinkets. Daloa will be protecting you if you carry it, yeah? He's holding out, like, you see in one, like, in one hand, he's got, like, a, like a wooden um, fetish, almost. Like, it's got dressings of, of cloth and feathers and things on it. Um, in another hand, he's got something another similar. He kind of he's got like a cloak on. He opens his cloak and he has a couple more like inside. I'd like to, uh, I'd like to take a look at these items, these fetishes. Um, I do have a decent um, Arcana score. Would I be able to, like, they're, they're like rabbit's feet? <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe, yeah, stuff like maybe, that. Maybe, maybe I could potentially suss out that one of these might be might actually have some power to it. I mean, if any of these are just in your head, lucky charms, but maybe there, maybe there is one in, you know, diamond in the rough here that could be useful. Uh, sure. Roll a, um, roll an arcana check. And while Falcus is doing that, I turn to Ari and go, Ari, do you reckon Loa are even real? I can get down with the Loa. Like, I think they'd like me. I think we'd be best friends and drinking buddies. Um, Again, to be able to look this good and rap this good, there had to have been more than one god involved. So personally, (laughs) personally, I think that, that, yeah, there's some truth to the Loa. I I think so. I've seen some weird stuff when I was out in the aisles. So I, I, I... I wouldn't put it past them to be to actually exist. Uh, Falcus got a nine on their Arcana, which kind of blows since they do have a plus five. (laughs) You take a look at some of the things that he's carrying, some of his wares, and he says, "I see you be looking, Pink Skin. I think in this would be the best for you, yeah." And he holds out. um, Yeah, it's it's like it's almost like a human shaped. Uh, doll, like voodoo doll style, but like it's not a, it doesn't have pins in it or nothing. Around its head, it's got like a red cloth wrapping that almost looks like uh, the bottom of a ninja mask. I want to do it. Uh, wh- what are you? What are you asking for this one? Uh, it'll be a simple ten gold, yeah, ten Oof. gold pieces. It save you, uh, save you the luck in the, the arena. You're gonna need it. Can I negotiate them him down to how about five? Hmm. Uh, roll a persuasion check. 
Rolled a 12. Ah, five gold pieces not be enough to protect you in this way. Ah, how about that? We do eight gold pieces. Up at seven. You'll be striking a hard bargain, pink skin, but I accept. I <laughs> and he's like really loudly. He puts it right in your hand and he's got he's got his big hand out. He's ready for your seven gold. Seven removed from my inventory and into his hand. You'll be having fun now, pink skin. See ya. <laughs> well, well, hold up, hold up, hold up. I could use a souvenir too. Uh you, you got anything that's just that that that's just pretty that I can pin on my pin on my, my 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 jacket here? I really like the color purple. I don't need no magic. Ah, too bad. All I got is magic. Yeah, what this what you be looking for, yeah? And he shows you what looks like um it's mostly made of feathers, but it's shaped like um like a dragonfly almost. Um, and it's tied together with some, uh, like, with some strings, and it's got some, like, it, it's a lot of, like, there's, a, there's like, a wood base to it, and it's all held together by, like, strings and feathers. It's kind of cool looking. Alrighty, how, how much you asking for that? Ah, uh, these, hmm. Well, it's, uh, it'd be ten gold pieces for any of my uh, lucky fetishes, but... Your pink skin friend be bogging me down, and you just watched him do it. I'll take a, I'll take a seven from you now today. I ain't even trying to go. Listen, I got gold in my pocket, and I'm about to die anyway. So, uh, I'll get that one. We, is there a pin? Can I get it on my jacket? <laughs> You're still wearing the admiral's jacket too, aren't you? Absolutely, I am, and I've got his hat too. Forgot about that. You'll be the most decorated dead man who's ever come out of the Gorobashi Arena, you will. And he sort of, he he's able to figure a way to clip it onto your, your coat. Wonderful. I, I, I just wanted a, a, a souvenir before I died. So let me go to my equipment. Currency. Gold. Seven. Remove. And then um, equipment. I don't know how to add. Um, yeah, it would just be a uh, without I'm just without like it investigating notes. it to figure out what it does or if it does anything at all. It would be um, just you know you can put like troll fetish or troll pin or whatever. Anything to anything to like remind yourself that you bought something from this guy. Like a dragonfly. Is he what's, like? Oh, go on. I was gonna ask. Uh, so, what's your name, merchant? <laughs> My name be Lasu. Lasu. Um, is there anything, like, you said he kind of has, like, the jacket where he's, does he have a table? Is he just kind of standing at the entrance, like, pondering things? What What is what is my environment? He, so you are, you're still a little bit of a walk from the entrance to the arena. You can see it plainly. It's, like, just right over there in the distance. Um, but he has approached you on the road. Okay. Is there a like a tree stump nearby, like with on the on the edge of the road? Um, yeah, probably. All right, I'm gonna go like lean up against the tree stump. Like I'm I'm going for a, a motif here, look, a vibe, and I'm gonna look at him because everyone else has bought something. So I imagine as like a vendor, he's kind of expecting something from me, and so I'm gonna look and be like, Lasu, have you have you been around this arena for a while now? Oh yeah, I spend most of my days around here anymore, yeah. So you must you must know a thing or two or, or hear a thing or two from the the goings abouts inside the arena. Well, it depends. What is it that you'd be looking for? Well, a few things. Right now, let's settle on information. What uh, what is the the deal with the arena? Is there a a point, a goal, a a mission, or is it just a bloodbath for sports? Oh, I, uh, I don't remember. And he's got a hand out. <laughs> I'll pop, I'll pop two golden. I'll oh, pop two golden. Oh, right. I'm remembering now, yeah. Uh, the Gurubashi Arena is a place where fine uh, pink skins like yourself 
can try their hand against the champions of all of the Gorobashi peoples. We put out prizes and treasure, but uh, at the end of the day, the goal is the fight. I, uh, a man of your nature, I feel, might find those prizes a bit enticing on the inside. No, I'm much more of a spectator. All right. I'm working something here, but I'm trying to figure the angle. As a spectator, rumors have it that the arena's gotten a bit more active lady, lately. That there might be a new, uh, a new head honcho in town. Has it? I don't know. I've not heard nothing about nothing like that. He's got his hand out again. I'll pop another two golden. But now that you mention it, um... New head honcho, not exactly accurate. Old head honcho. Be more like it. Recently returned from, uh... Somewhere where people like you sent him once upon a time. Okay, that's the information I needed. Would there be a way for us to have an invitation to talk with this new old head honcho? You'd not be too interested in talking to the likes of you. Not after what your people did to him in the past. My However, people have done nothing. Oh, I think maybe you were wrong there. However... You could say that um, a fighter's voice be at its strongest during a fight. Okay. Maybe you be uh, making your way into the into the arena. You get information, maybe, if you are quick-witted. But you're gonna need to be quick on your feet as well, yeah. I'm gonna hand him five gold, and I'm gonna ask a question. Everyone has a weakness. Give me your best guess as to what his is. And I'm going to be a little bit more forceful about this question. Like, it's not as lighthearted as the other ones. Like, my intent is that he knows I want the information. Okay. (laughs) You're assuming this... He's been around a while, and I don't know. I feel like he's part of a ploy. My hunch with him might be very, like, off, but I have a, a... hunch I'm working here. <laughs> he's a vendor who sells fake trinkets out of his trench coat. So far he's got a lot of info though. Foss is <laughs> just sitting back watching Ari do this because he's probably seen it before and he's just, just sitting there like, oh this is delicious. Alright, let's see what's good at what, what she what she gonna it is do delicious. this time. Alright. So far your your bribe is totaling nine gold. And they've only paid him seven, so I'm hoping, like, I don't want a trinket. I don't think these trinkets are anything. He takes the five gold. He says, I'm afraid I have no weaknesses. And then he winks at you, and he waves his hand again. I'll do five more. Roll a persuasion check with advantage. So you just gave him ten gold... So you can roll a persuasion check to find I out his, his fire is the answer. <laughs> well, I'm I'm wondering what he's going to give. Twenty six is my width advantage, by the way. He leans in, and he says, "You've been making a persuasive argument, pink skin. So listen up." Jindo, be his name. He died some years ago. When he uh, be at his most powerful, be when he have his guardians with him. If he were to be uh, in a position where he had less help, less uh, protection, things might go a little worse for him. And we would all hope that no no such a thing would ever happen to our illustrious leader returned from the afterlife. Would be a shame to see him return there again. And he steps back and he says, 
You'll be making a good decision buying all uh, Lossu's trinkets today. Maybe the law bring you blessings. And he starts to like wander away from you. Um, in it, not quickly, but he's making it clear that he wants to put distance between you. So when he said that low enough, was it enough that Butch and Falk has probably heard it too? Yeah, the group of you heard him, but he did lower his voice so that he wouldn't be overheard by anybody else. Perfect. He said, uh, was it helping uh, his the guard? Yeah, like if you caught him by himself, his... Guardians. Uh, the, the, he would be a lot worse off. And he, he the way he said it, it's different from like... You know, if we caught Butch by himself, that would be a worse fight for him than if you two were behind him. But, like, that's anybody's weakness. That he brought it up specifically here makes you think that that's of particular relevance. Yeah, I was just, like, in my head, I'm, I'm, I hear Guardians, and we're talking about Loa here. So I'm like, are, yeah. are these physical, actual guards, or is he talking about maybe he's got... Loa behind him too so that's why I was kind of like when I heard Guardians that's where my my brain went to one of Me two too. potentials we can we can definitely you know I'm I'm, I'm sure this guy's going to be I'm talking this to the group I'm sure this guy's going to be overseeing the um, the fights we can definitely see uh, potentially what kind of like physical guards he might have around him um, no one no one Trolls, if it is quote, I'll do air quotes, guardians like the Loa, then maybe he's got some fetishes or some other totems on him that we would need to remove from his possession as we're working, as we're potentially dealing if with him. If Samdi shows up and Casey attempts to do that voice, I will pee my pants. <laughs> Man, I can't do that. Come on. (laughs) My thought is, boys, that we unfortunately have started down a path that is bigger than we anticipated. Uh -uh. I I knew how bad this was before we left the booty bay. (laughs) And whatever's happening north of us, I think might be tied with Jin Do. Oh, the guy with the blood crystal on his stick? The blood crystal. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we with the misty red that they're talking about, it's exactly what we saw at Plunder Isle. Knowing how we can eradicate the problem might not be a bad idea because reputation seems to hold some worth. So are we trying to win the arena or are we trying to beat the beat the leader of this thing? Both. I think it's going to be both. We're going to, I mean, if we win the arena, or at least even being in the arena, we might hold some more sway over having an audience with this head honcho, especially if we prove our, our worth and, and prove our might, you know, test it and all. Are we allowed to observe a fight before we actually fight? I don't know what the rules of the trolls are. You don't know. This isn't anywhere that you've ever... You've heard of this place, but you've never been here before. You you don't know. Shall we maybe make our way towards and see what happens? Well, August Celestials, be with us. Let's go. Okay. You're almost to the arena. The entrance is a massive stone gateway at the top of a tall stone ramp. It's maybe 30 or 40 feet wide. Um, On either side of the entrance, there are these big stone statues of snakes, like each like 30 feet tall. Like this place is huge. The road that you're on forks to the left and goes straight to the front door. Um, the fork to the right goes a little bit more northward, deeper into Gurubashi territory. There's, like, you look out and into the distance, you can see that there is this ominous kind of red glow in that, in the distance, in the general direction of, like, Zulgarub. Um, and in the, you, in, you can hear in that direction 
um, white noise. Um, you take a second to think about it, and you're like, oh, that, that sounds like waterfalls. So there's, that's what's going on in that direction. Um, it's creepy. Hairs on the back of your neck stand on end. You're not happy about it. Um, as you continue your approach, the sounds of the cheering and the excitement are growing louder. You can hear drums going. You can hear, um, you know, it sounds like there's a big show happening. You enter, you walk up the ramp and enter into through the big stone archway. And now you're in like a tunnel. Um, it's maybe 60 feet long and uh, it kind of narrows a bit as as you walk down it. And picture like picture like walking into the football stadium. You know what I mean? Like you're in the tunnel and then it suddenly widens. That's kind of the, the, the feeling, the vibe that you've got here. Are we following crowds like as in I, I would think at this point we're trying to follow the crowds of people towards where the spectators are just to see things first before actually maybe getting ourselves caught up in the line that's getting in to fight in the arena right now. Uh, so as far as you could tell, there was only really one way in or out. Um, there are other people here and they are mostly moving forward. There's only a few people who are leaving. Um, m- t- trolls. All trolls across the everywhere. By the time you get to the uh, the light at the end of the tunnel, you step out and you're you're in the stands. You're in like the main section of the arena, and there's this deafening cheer from all around you. You look around and there's dozens of trolls in the stands looking down on the arena, and and the, the and the cheering has not subsided. Like it keeps going. You look down and you see two dwarves and a human being carried out of the arena, uh, carrying out of the fighting ring uh, through a doorway on the lower level, at floor level of the of the fighting ground, uh, which is one level down from where you're standing. And there's blood splatters across the ground from where the fighting took place. It looks like you just barely missed the end of a fight. On the other side, like far opposite side from you, at ground level, um, opposite from where the human and the dwarves are being carried out, you see that there is another doorway that is closing. Um, it's like a again, like all the the doors. Um, it's all like a lot of wooden portcullises, um, and it's going having just closed behind somebody who was leaving on the far side. So from here, you're standing on a landing above the arena floor. You could walk up into and find a path like to either side and enter the stands, or you could go down a ramp and onto the arena floor. Um, and you can see that the stands go all the way around. It's a big circular arena. Um, and again, there's dozens of trolls who are ex- dis- excitedly uh, discussing what they just witnessed amongst themselves. Um, you enter the stadium just in time to watch all this happen. And a Gurubashi at the entranceway uh, where you're standing turns to you and says, You'll be wanting to go next, Pink Skin. He's talking to the group of you, but he's kind of paying the most attention to Falkus. Um, we're thinking of watching a fight first, if that's all right. And uh, <laughs> definitely looking at uh, testing, our, testing our hand out there. Oh, I'll be fine. I got this trinket here. I'll be fine. I'll whisper to kind of Ari and, and Butch, um, definitely under my breath that he that the troll can't hear. Says, "Let's watch a fight first, so that we can at least get um, eyes on on the head honcho." You're making assumptions here that there's another fight to be had. You say that, and um, the the troll standing next to you says, "Well, you be in luck, aren't you?" Because there ain't no more. You don't have to wait none. Tell me, though. You be heading on down, you be next. What be your group's name? You need to be announced before you come here to be killed. OMG. I guess we're going in. Um, no, 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 no. We have to come up with the name of our, of our arena group. I mean, we could do, like, the traditional, like, initials, F-A-B, so something with fab. No. Um, we could... <laughs> the Fab Three. Um, 
BFA. We could do something to <laughs> piss off the trolls, like the the lower BFA. munchers, or yeah, we could do BFA. <laughs> That's not bad. <laughs> the expansion who shall not be named. <laughs> oh come on! This is this is going to be the hardest thing we've this done is. so far. Is come up with the name of our group. I can't say that word. I mean, uh, our, our other campaign, we're the awesome clan. Yeah, Chelsea came up with that, like, off the top of her head, I think. Some little kid said, did you guys go and kill all the bandits? Wow, that's really cool. Who are you guys? And she was like, oh, we're the awesome clan, and just stuck. <laughs> my, my, my group in my other campaign is the Accelerators, and I don't remember why how we got that, because it's been like that for three years. <laughs> we're the Accelerators. We can't decide a name, so it gets made up on the spot every single time for something different because we end up hating it. And our boat that we own is called the F. Yeah. The you said the boat is called the F. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like really in character. Okay, so the three of us, the three amigos. One, nope. We're the trifecta. <laughs> I don't. I don't mind that. It's a good plan. It's a good play. You can uh, call us the trifecta. How about the triforce? Now you're just pandering. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's me trying to drop a four about going into the arena to test our might. <laughs> yeah, you can call us. The trifecta. Trifecta. All right, trifecta. Here be the rules. You'll be fighting the Gurabashi champion for the treasure. You kill him, and you get the loot, and you leave peacefully. You lose, and you still be leaving peacefully, but maybe not the way you be hoping. And he laughs kind of quietly, like he just made a really clever joke, but it, it wasn't that clever. Well, we... we... No, that's true. We met someone who did win and leave peacefully just earlier today. I'm gonna take the opportunity now to eat my uh, my little snack and get my two hit point, my two bonus hit points. Energy bar, you know. Gotta have my energy for this fight. You are like he he beckons you down to the arena floor. You make your way down very easily. The trolls in the stands are getting rowdy again. Um, you, you, and actually, you look around. You see that there are dozens of um, trolls in the stands that are kind of pointing at you as they talk to each other. Uh, they're exchanging gold with each other or otherwise enjoying, you know, the intermission between fights. Um, there's and there's trolls of all shapes and sizes here. Some of them are the big, large brutes that you'd expect to see from the Gurubashi tribe, but others are a little smaller or a little leaner. Uh, most are dressed relatively plainly. Um, you do notice that one has like gilded tusks and like gold tattoos on his chest and arms. Um, there's big ones that have like uh, like war paint on their face, stuff like that. Um, and then you see another one stand up and approach a platform across, like across from the entrance to the arena. Like um, if you walked in at six o'clock, he's at twelve o'clock, and he's like kind of elevated a little bit. Um, as he reaches this place, the noise from the crowd starts to mellow out a little bit. Um, this troll is a little paler of skin. Uh, he's dressed in an ornate kilt and sash, and his face is painted white to look like a skull. Um, and it has three blood-red finger marks that go across the face, kind of, um, kind of crooked style. Uh, his tusks are pierced. Uh, his outfit is decked out in bone and wood and leather. Uh, he holds what looks like this big pole arm or, or glaive. And at the end of it, you can see instead of a metal blade, you see the this, this jagged, blood red, crystalline object that's about the size of a loaf of bread. Um, the way it catches the sunlight, it almost seems to pulse slightly. Like, like you get that pulsing kind of a vibe off of it. He waves it out in front of himself and you see that in a bright red flash of light uh, 
the the blood splashes on the arena floor slowly lift up off of the dirt. They swirl slightly, and they are absorbed into the object at the end of the staff. He holds the staff up high. He closes his eyes. He points the staff at the sky, and you watch as a blood-red mist-like substance flows off of the crystal like steam, floating up into the sky and drifting toward Zulgarub. You see him flick his fingers in a way that you recognize as magical, and when he speaks, his voice booms loudly enough for everybody to hear, and he says, Trolls of Zulgarub, we be blessed by the law today to not have seven challenges, but ten. Maybe these three that follow them pink skins from before be putting up more of a fight for our champion, yeah? And there's these loud cheers from the crowd. Volunteering to be killed in the honor of the Loas. The Loa. <coughs> Excuse me. This hurts my throat a little bit. Volunteering to be killed in the honor of the Loa of Loas. Here be the trifecta. And he says that name in kind of a mocking voice, and the crowd cheers again, this time a lot louder. Across from you. The doorway that you saw closing opens again. The wooden portcullis rises slowly and out from the shadows steps the largest Gurubashi troll you have seen so far. This guy is easily 12 feet tall if he's an inch and he is bulging with muscle. But the thing that really jumps out at you is the scarring that covers his entire body. This guy looks like he has been horrifically burned and not very long ago by the looks of the wounds. You can see fresh burn marks across the torso, all up and down his right arm, and across most of his throat and one side of his face. The flesh on his on his body in these places is pulled tight, and you can see that there are like visibly you can see blisters uh, that indicate like you know pretty good second degree burns on this cat. Um, his eyes are vacant and slightly clouded over, and he focuses on you with his milky gross-looking eyes, and from above, you hear the loud voice of the troll with the staff go, Begin! Face to face with a bloodthirsty Gurubashi troll, our heroes brace for the big fight! The party saw the troll leader using the red crystalline object that they've been curious about, but what does it actually do? And can our heroes even do anything about it? They'll have to figure out the details later because they'll be focused on just getting out of this place alive the next time they queue in to some more heroic dungeons and dragons. Please follow us at twitter.com slash heroicdnd, where you'll find our players' social media info and a link to our Discord server.